Hey guys, Dylan here, producer of the Ecommerce Alley podcast. Now, before we get into this episode, I wanted to let you know about a special offer that we are giving all of our podcast listeners. If you scroll down below this episode in the show notes, you'll find a link to a special podcast listener deal on our scientific e-commerce Facebook ads testing course. Now, normally this is $27, but we're going to give you a special link to grab it for only 10 And included with that is a 30-minute ads expert call where we help answer your questions and implement the content. Thank you very much for being a valued listener to our podcast. And now, on to this episode. So reels go out to many more followers usually than any other piece of content. So part of that is because Instagram is really trying to beat TikTok. So they're pushing reels a lot more. Um, It's still number one in the algorithm. Hey, everybody. Here I have Corey Walker, who is the marketing specialist. And Corey is actually, Corey, so I have have watched Corey from afar. I don't know how many years. Like, honestly, it's pretty weird. I followed (laughs) you for a few years on Instagram. I cannot remember how I came across you. And um, and I think the timing was perfect because you had commented on a reel that I had done. And this was right before we decided to go into a hundred uh, day content challenge. And so you had commented, Corey, and I know you're like the reels gal. And I yeah. know that because I just seen you like ranting about reels for so long. <laughs> um, and, and just to preface this a little bit. So, so Corey has actually written Instagram for dummies and Instagram for business for dummies, which I think is amazing just to give context to how much Corey likes uh, Instagram. And so, <laughs> I guess I'm curious, what what led you to just saying Instagram is this is it? Like, and I'm going to write in or co-author and write two books on this. Yeah, well, I had been using Instagram um, for my business for my clients, and uh, one of my friends, co-author Eric Buto has written a bunch of different dummies books and other technical manuals and things like that. So he already had the connection with Wiley, who's the publisher, and mm-hmm. they wanted to write. Oh, it's with Wiley. That's yeah. impressive. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's a major, yeah, major publishing house and all that. So anyway, they had wanted um, an Instagram for Business for Dummies book written, and so they asked him to write it. But he wasn't a like a subject matter expert on Instagram. He was more. He knows how to write the dummies books because they all have sort of a similar template and um, voice and all of that. Um, So he had been, you know, watching me online for a long time and we knew each other personally. So he reached out and said, would you want to co-author this with me? So of course I said, absolutely. And uh, yeah, so the rest is history. We, um, we also have Jen Herman on board, who is a major force in the Instagram world. Um, so we've done two Instagram for business for dummies and two editions of Instagram for dummies. This one right here is the latest Instagram for dummies that just came out uh, right before Christmas. Wow. Wow. You know, my, uh, that, that's, that's really awesome. I love how just opportunities kind of come from that. And so you, were you even before the Instagram for dummies, like, were you big in Instagram already? And that's why you were kind of invited to it. Is that like, at what point in your journey, um, did you decide this is what I'm going to really talk about and live and breathe? 
Um, I, I mean, I was still early into it. So, um, you know, I was definitely using it and using it for my clients, but I'm, I'm definitely a lot more well known after writing the book and I use it a lot more. And so I don't know if you'd call it the cart before the horse, mm. <laughs> but it's mm. like, after you write a, a couple books about Instagram, you kind of have to be all in on Instagram. So yeah, I, I guess I that's true. My focus, comp- you know, really, really over to Instagram. Yeah. You know, I, so I've, I've been in the marketing world for 11 years now, two years with my previous company. And that's where I cut my teeth at marketing and then nine years in our current business. Mm-hmm. And I remember when Instagram had like honestly just come out and it was like, I forget it was like 2011, 2012. It started like getting somewhat popular. And my, my experience with Instagram, it has been honestly limited up to this point. And I remember when, when I got in, I, I had this great idea and this is before I had seen anything on this. This was like two 2011. And I was like, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to go search hashtags and follow as many people as I can on that hashtag and get a lot of followers. And I remember when that was like the strategy and I blew up my followers to probably like 18,000 people or something like that and realize, and I think, and then of course that was a black hat strategy, right? Follow and follow. Um, and I posted a little bit and then I, and then suddenly I stopped doing that and all my followers started dropping off like flies Mm-hmm. And I realized there's probably more to it than just doing that. So that is pretty much the extent of my Instagram journey. But what I've seen though is I've seen it do really well for business. Like I feel like there's this value in it that it just connects you to your your end customers and the people that um, that you can sell to. But then like they feel I don't know, there's this rapport building that goes on in it that I think I really enjoy. Yeah, there's definitely a community within Instagram. Um, I you know, I connected with some other businesses on Instagram, I mean, years and years ago, and we still look to each other for, you know, referrals and mm. we cheer each other on and like each other's posts. It's not, it's not, I won't call it a pod because I'm anti Instagram pods. If you remember those from back in the day, but, um, no, it is definitely more of a community and, um, you know, I like to go out to some of the same accounts and interact with them because I like them as people. Like I feel like I really know them at this point. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, we're here because of Instagram, which is kind of funny. Exactly. I found you on Instagram, and yes. then you posted on my Instagram comment, uh, commented yes. on my Instagram. We're here, and here um, we are. I think it's perfect. So what I would love to do, um, I think there are a lot of ways this can go because we had been talking and you have a very unique sales funnel approach to Instagram and like how you leverage the different types of content. Um, and it was, you know, we didn't dive super deep. So that is something I'm interested in talking about. Um, but what I want to kind of approach is like, you know, if I'm, um, I would love to hear your, your, the sales funnel strategy you started to talk through with me from maybe like the lens of, you know, maybe I'm an e-commerce owner that sells, let's, let's use coffee. Cause I love coffee. So, okay. uh, I sell coffee. I roast my own coffee and I'm like, I've heard, you know, I have an Instagram account. I'm like, like everybody, I just went and created it and I posted a couple times. My friends and family follow me with like 20 other random people. And I really want to start leaning into this as a priority this year. Um, I'd love to hear the strategy and then where would you start with that? Okay. Okay. So for people out there like this, I'm coming in cold from this coffee thing. So, okay. So this is totally What's an easier one? If there's an easier one, like apparel or t-shirts no, or something. No, this is good. This is good. I can, okay. <laughs> I can do it. Um, okay. 
So just I'll, I'll give you kind of the framework first, and then I'll show you with the coffee example how you might do that. So awesome. when we're talking about using Instagram as a funnel, um, and I think most of your users are probably familiar with the funnel concept where you go to the wide audience first and then it you know, funnels down into a more specific target audience. So the top of the funnel um, is Reels. So Reels go out to many more followers usually than any other piece of content. So part of that is because Instagram is really trying to beat TikTok. So they're pushing Reels a lot more. Um, it's still number one in the algorithm. They've, they've pulled back a little bit on that. I mean, it was before you could post a Reel and it would just go nuts. And now that's that's kind of been pulled I'm, back a bit. I missed my window. I missed my window is what you're telling me. I do have a question. <laughs> so I have a question about that. Um, I'll just raise my hand because we're on video here. So, so are, are like how are in reels? And I've noticed this, and this is from an amateur that has posted like four reels in the last year. And all of them, and I'm saying like all of them have, except one, have gotten traction. That's three. Mm-hmm. That's not a whole lot. Have gotten traction. Some of them yeah. like have like 1,500, 2,000 likes, five, like 500 likes, tons of DMs and saves. So I've seen this traction from it, but some of them I don't even have like hashtags in. I just literally put a one-liner and that's it. So like what does the the copy of a reel have to look like? Are hashtags valuable like they once were? And what does the content within the reel need to look like aside from the, the video? Okay. So, um, now Instagram is using a lot more SEO. So they are going to be looking at what you say. So it's great. Um, I think in, in your reels, you're talking more than using like, um, you know, other trending audio that you're lip syncing or whatever. So if you're talking and you're talking about a different subject matter that, um, is included in the SEO. So make sure you, you know, sprinkle in some of those keywords and then in your copy, you can, um, in your caption, you can sprinkle in a lot of those keywords as well. Make sure you have, um, a call to action. Although today I did something completely out of the norm. And I just posted a reel, one line, no call to action, no hashtags. I just was like, this is just a good vibes reel I'm going to put out there. I don't care what happens. (laughs) But normally, (laughs) if you're trying to do it for business, yeah, I I would put some more information with some keywords in there and some hashtags. Hashtags don't work as, um, as great as they used to, but I still think okay. they're worth putting in there. I mean, they're not going to hurt you. Um, you can still, you can do up to 30 on there. I don't usually do quite that many. Um, Ooh, that's a lot of hashtags. That's a lot of hashtags. That's like the spammy way I used to do it back when like you could hashtag hack everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I usually do okay. some like bullet points and I'll go down and then I'll do maybe like 15. Okay. Um, but the other thing that uh, Reels are doing now is they have this area called Topics. So I don't know if mm. you saw that when you were posting your Reels, no. um, but this is a little tip. So when you're on the screen, you're kind of finishing up your Reel and you're going to share it. You've already put in your caption, all of that. Um, there's an area called Topics. You click that and it allows you to put your reel into three different topics. Um, so some of them are more, uh, some of them have more options than others. 
Um, I do mine. I don't know if it's like called business, but there's like a small business. There is a commerce that you can put it in. Really? And oh, that's like awesome. Entrepreneur. But then there's also like, if it's um, a certain product type, like coffee, there might be mm-hmm. um, like food and beverage, things like that. Um, okay. So make sure to add those topics in there. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. So on, on the audio side of things, do you see, well, let's just talk about like the editing of reels. Sorry, I'm getting kind of stuck on reels. Cause this is like so top of mind. <laughs> okay. I just, for anyone listening, and I know we were talking about this earlier, Corey, but like, I just, it took me eight. I know I'm, I'm pretty bad at this. It took me eight hours. I scripted 30 reels, but they are, they are locked tight. Like the scripts were good under 60 seconds. And it took me four hours to batch record them. And in, in here, and then now they're in post production, and I'm just like, this is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Do I? And so we're gonna have the, you know, the Hermosi Ryan Pineda style Grand Like we're gonna have the text on front of it. But do you find? Do you find that it is bet? Like if you just post a video like that without using any of the in in app tools, is there a difference in reach that happens when you use the tools in the app, or is it more just about the content? Hey, thanks for checking out the e-commerce alley podcast. If you've been enjoying this episode so far, it would mean a ton to us if you leave us a rating on whatever podcast app you're listening to. And as a token of our appreciation, if you take a screenshot of your review and email it to team at the we're just going to go ahead and shoot you a $10 Amazon gift card just as a thank you. Now back to the episode. Well, I do think that, I mean, I don't have complete proof on this, but I think anytime with Instagram, the more of their tools that you use, the more they're going to reward you. Um, so I think if you can do a few little, you know, stickers or something on there that helps when you load it, um, they like that. They like that you're using your tool and then they feel like, like if I create something, I'm usually Instagram first, which means like mm-hmm. I will create it in Instagram. So oh, I think okay. that they might reward that, but I don't have, you know, solid proof on that. But I would say if you're trying to be multiple places at once, you know, filming it elsewhere, adding your captions, all of that, and then uploading it, you know, into the different um, platforms, whether it's Instagram, TikTok, 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 um, uh, YouTube shorts, any of those, um, you know, I, I, if you're trying to be everywhere, that's good. The only thing that I think really hurts you is if like, say you created it in TikTok, downloaded it, it has the TikTok logo on it and you try and put it on Instagram. Instagram has said they will downgrade that video. Mm, so that's a okay, big no-no. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I'll hold on my other real, I have other real questions, but I want you to finish your framework before I keep interrupting you. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So after you're done with your reels, you you're getting your information out to a big group of people. So some of those people are just going to keep scrolling and you know, that's fine. And then other people that are more interested in you might start going to your profile. They might like your page. So, um, if they go to your profile, that's where you can have a little bit more information. So, um, so we'll, I'll, I'll sprinkle in the coffee thing while I'm going, maybe that's easier. Okay. So in the reels, maybe you had, um, 
a reel of someone doing something with your coffee. I mean, that's an easy one. Like here's my morning routine, um, with X, Y, Z coffee and, or here's me, um, making a special mocha using the beans, you know, something like that. So it's just somebody showcasing the product in a fun way. Okay. So now the people are like, Oh, that, that looks like good coffee. I think I want to, you know, follow them. So then they go to your page and this is where you can have a little bit more specifics. So you might have pictures of, um, the packaging, and then you can say in the caption, like our beans are organically grown in the hills of, uh, Eldorado, California, wherever. (laughs) Um, and this is why our coffee is better for you, blah, blah, blah. Um, so you get to know a little bit more about the product bonus points. If you do it in a carousel versus a flat post, because carousels get more activity than mm. um, a regular okay. post. Okay. So then after you've done the, the posts on your feed, uh, you can go over to stories and this is where you could do some behind the scenes stuff. This is where people um, are starting to get to know you a little bit better. Um, It's going to be your followers. So you could do on the coffee example, um, showing behind the scenes of how they um, collect the beans and how they process the beans or a special event that they had that used the coffee. Or um, you could get an influencer on there that says, um, you know, this is, this is me in the morning. I enjoy my coffee this way, blah, blah, blah. I, I so, feel like, but real, real quick, if I'm, if I'm a coffee person, like if I'm a roastery, which we have a pretty good amount of people that I know that have coffee roasting businesses, if I'm a roastery, I, every time I'm roasting coffee, I'm making Instagram stories. That's such low hanging fruit, like so easy. Yeah. Like, and it, it's so uh, intriguing watching the process of coffee come out, uh, come out of the roaster, the roasting mm-hmm. drum into the bin and start spinning. Yeah. It's so something pleasing about that. So if you yeah. roast coffee and you're listening to this, I would post that and all that. your pour overs. <laughs> yeah. Do some ASMR of of beans dropping or something. I don't know. In slow motion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, so yeah, stories is where they can get to know, um, if it's a company, a little bit more behind the scenes, a little bit more, um, about the business, about the people behind the brand, things like that. And then finally at the bottom of your funnel is where you could do a live. So maybe you have an influencer that comes on, they have an affiliate code to sell the coffee and they're interacting with users live and talking about, um, you know, why they chose that coffee, what their favorite um, coffee drinks are and how they use the beans in it or show them actually, you know, crushing the beans and making an espresso mousse out of it or, you know, something, something like that. Um, but actually selling in that live video with an affiliate code. So that's, that's kind of how you can, go down the funnel. And of course you're going to have the fewest people are going to be on the lives, but Mm -hmm. they're also going to be the most engaged um, to actually show up for that live. And so that's, that's going to be your big spot to do your sales. So you, you, so you almost look at like top of funnel, cold reels, you go down to maybe middle of the funnel. And in that you could probably put, you, you put the main posts and then 
maybe between middle and bottom, you're going to have stories, which is only for your audience for the most part, I believe. And then live, which is primarily just for your, your audience. Did I get that right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So talk to me about cadence. Like what's the volume of stuff that makes it worth doing? Cause I know if it's like, okay, I'm going to go into the social media efforts and I'm going to post like once every two weeks at that point, is it really worth doing it? Or is there like a cadence you recommend? Like if I'm starting from scratch, Mm-hmm. Well, if you're starting from scratch, if you can get in on reels like you did with your, you know, 30 days, um, that mm-hmm. is going to get you the most bang for your buck. Um, I will say it's, it's not easy. Like you said, you just, you know, hunkered down for several hours and 12 just hours total. That was it. Busted it out. <laughs> I mean, most people won't do that. I won't do that. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you can batch create, a bunch of them. That is a great way to grow really fast. Uh, I would put other, uh, other things on your page. Like I mentioned, the carousels do really well. So if I were to start from scratch, I would do a bunch of reels and carousels, um, and then just share some behind the scenes on my stories and share any of those, all the reels and posts that I do. I also share to stories. It's super easy to do. Um, but yeah, I like to share, I probably share three to five stories a day, but Mm -hmm. a lot of that's just my, it's my content or it's something that happened that day, or it's just something, um, funny, like somebody else's reel that I really liked or Mm. resonated with me somehow or was funny. Okay. Well, let me ask this. So do you see when I, I remember before I remember back, I remember before like saves and DMS were even an ability on posts back when it was just comments and likes. Mm-hmm. So back in the day, comments and likes were like the metrics and you wanted as many comments as possible and likes as possible is, has it moved? Cause I've heard this, but I don't have anything to prove it. Has it moved to where like there's an increase in reach in the algorithm when there are DMs or post saves associated with, cause I look at some of my insights and like, I just did a random off the cuff reel last week and I had like 60 post saves and 25 or 25 to 30 DMs. And it got some really good traction, but I posted another yeah. one the other day and it was like, it had like three <laughs> DMs and like one comment and that was it. And it didn't get very far. Yeah. I mean, I think really any positive interaction and a save, you know, a, a comment, a like, DMs, um, when someone shares your post to stories and saves, they're all, um, you know, they're all positive things that are happening. So Instagram will take into account all of that. I don't know if it weighs any heavier, you know, saves, but it's definitely Mm -hmm. going to be looking at those saves and saying like, Hey, you know, 60 people saved this video. It must be some good content that people value. So we're going to show it more. So I've definitely, been looking a lot more at my insights. And if something has a lot of saves, I think, okay, so they really like that. Now, was it about, you know, what, what content I was sharing in terms of like the actual tips? Was it something about, um, I don't know, the hashtag, you know, I try and investigate what is it about that, that made them save that. And then I try to replicate that content in some other way, like use the information from that to make more content. Or I just say, okay, well, this is a good one to run again in like six weeks. Okay. So what, I guess my last question here, 
how do you measure success with Instagram? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say growth. So if you are seeing, um, a lot, more, well, it, it kind of depends what your end goal is, I guess. But, um, I'm like right now I'm interested in growing my following a lot more because I'm, I'm trying to do more digital products and I just, I just want more eyes on my content. So I'm watching my growth, um, follower count, um, which, you know, a lot of people will, that's unpopular position. Cause they're like, Oh, follower count shouldn't matter. But when you're first trying to get as much information as possible out there to try and sell some products, it is going to help you to have more followers. Um, unless you want to invest in all sorts of ads and things like that. Um, so, so yes. So for me, it's follower growth. It's, um, how much engagement and how much growth on engagement I'm getting on my, um, on my different content pieces. And then now that I am doing some more digital products, it's the end of the line. Like how many people are clicking over to my LinkedIn bio and buying my products. So as that number grows, I'm happy. <laughs> I, I used to have a, this, this, this thought process that like the only thing that matters at the bottom is, is bottom line sales from things. Um, and my sh- my perspective has kind of shifted on social, and I used to I used to always say like you know um, followers are more vanity, which mm-hmm. there is there's a lot of that like you can go buy followers for vanity's sake. Well, yeah. Um, but if you're if you're genuinely creating content, your audience is growing, then it means you're creating relevant stuff that is impacting people enough for them to click to your profile and say, I want to follow you and get more content. Here. Exactly. Uh, so so as we kind of are diving into social this year, we we've been a paid ads email company for so long that we decided this year we're leaning into it. Uh, I'm glad you said this because I'm in line with alignment with those. The two core metrics we've decided to track are our follower growth and accounts reached is the other one too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it shows that we're in front of more and more people. We're hitting yeah. the algorithm and that shows we hit the algorithm in a nice way that resonates. And then when we get followers, it means that the content resonates enough from the viewership in the algorithm that they want to follow us. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. Well, Corey, thank you for hanging out. This is perfect timing because I know we just started our hundred day content challenge and I know a ton of people have joined us uh, in this. Uh, if you guys aren't on, uh, on Instagram and doing the things that Corey just said, you need to do that. Actually, what you should do, go follow her and you can follow her on Instagram at Corey, C-O-R-E-Y-C, Walker, Corey C. Walker. Go go check out uh, Corey on Instagram. I know I follow her there. She posts reels all the time, and she also posts a ton of things on things like Chat GPT that we were just talking about, but we didn't really dive into. So, Corey, I appreciate you. Yeah, Thank thanks you. for having me on. It was fun. Of course. Hey, have a good one. Hey guys, it's Josh. Thanks for listening to the audio version of the e-commerce alley. Did you know that we actually have an amazing set in high quality video production that gets posted on YouTube every single week? If you've never watched the e-commerce alley on YouTube, you have to go to alleypodcast.com slash YouTube to check it out. Once again, thank you for listening to this podcast and we hope you enjoy this episode.